RTHK, the news at 11 with Ben Che. The top stories. Firefighters extinguish a fire that blazed for most of the day, fueled by electronic parts in Wong Tai Sin. Former Chief Executive C.Y. Lang says Hong Kongers shouldn't fixate so much about Singapore. And Financial Secretary Paul Chan signals the government's fiscal policy could be less expansionary this year. Firefighters say a fire that broke out at Choi Hong Road early this morning started in a warehouse storing electronic parts, which fueled the fire. Officers also found that the building's manual fire alarm system wasn't functioning properly. Chan Fu Shan is a commander from the fire department. Many electronic parts and plastic casings were stored at the site, which created a lot of smoke. The building was undergoing maintenance, so there is scaffolding and some protection nets on the external wall, which made the fire rescue and smoke dispersal more difficult. The blaze took around 10 hours to bring under control and was finally extinguished at around 8pm this evening. Former Chief Executive C. Wai Lang says Hong Kongers should focus on doing their own thing and not fixate so much about Singapore. Speaking on a radio program, Mr. Lang said Hong Kong's COVID quarantine policies might have led to people moving away from the SAR to Singapore, but that this was only temporary. Mr. Lang also questioned whether Singaporeans would continue to support such an open policy towards immigration. How many more immigrants can Singapore attract to help its economic development without causing resentment among its people? We should mind our own business. We have quite a lot of opportunities for development on the mainland. I think it's not necessary to keep mentioning Singapore. It has its own development opportunities, and we have ours. Financial Secretary Paul Chan, who will deliver his budget speech in less than a month, has indicated the government's fiscal policy could be less expansionary this year. Mr. Chan added that he hadn't yet decided whether to issue another round of spending vouchers. He said authorities had to take the health of Hong Kong's public finances into account. Over the past two years, because of COVID and the economic downturn, many citizens have been under a lot of pressure. Our measures were counter-cyclical with the aim of relieving the pressure on people, but each time we spent quite a lot of money. At this moment, we have to be cautious. The economy has started to recover, but there are uncertainties. Recovery isn't fast and strong enough. Overall, there are policies that need to be adjusted, and we can't press ahead like we did before. Government pandemic advisor Wallace Lau says he has some reservations about the need to launch an independent inquiry into the administration's handling of COVID-19. His comment comes days after another expert advising the government, Yun Kwok-yong, called for a probe. Professor Lau said that despite concerns, he agreed a review was necessary. We always review ourselves, whatever we do. We always look back and see whether we could do better. And I think that is something that we should do. But whether we need a special investigation panel, I personally feel we are not quite there yet. The pandemic is not over. Even when the pandemic is over, there is still a lot of work for all of us to do. The scope is going to be so wide. I think one needs very careful considerations as to what do we want to look at. The U.S. city of Memphis has released graphic footage of police officers beating motorist Tyree Nichols, who died three days after his arrest. It shows the black 29-year-old being repeatedly kicked, punched and pepper sprayed by the officers, who are also black. He can be heard screaming for his mother. Tyree's mother, Rovon Wells, spoke to reporters at a news conference. 
for a mother to know that their child was calling them in their need and I wasn't there for him. Do you, do you know how I feel right now? Because I wasn't there for my son. You have no clue how I feel right now. No clue. Five police officers have been sacked and charged with Tyree's murder. President Biden said he was deeply pained by the video. And on to the weather. Fine and very dry cold tonight and tomorrow morning. Lows of around 10 degrees and highs of around 17 degrees during the day. Looking ahead, fine and dry on Monday, remaining cold in the morning, becoming cloudy with one or two rain patches and rising temperatures in the following couple of days. Currently, it's 13 degrees Celsius to relative humidity, 32%. You've got the red fire danger warning, the cold weather warning and the frost warning currently all in effect. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. A senior Ukrainian official has said Russia is preparing to step up military offensives ahead of the anniversary of the start of its war against its neighbor on February the 24th. The Secretary of the National Security and Defense Council, Alexei Danilov, told Radio Liberty that Russia wanted to achieve successes by then. He mentioned potential Russian objectives as reaching the borders of the eastern regions of Luhansk and Donetsk, but also attempting, to, attempting gains in Saporizhia in the south. The head of the UN Refugee Agency has accused Moscow of violating norms of child protection and wartime by giving Russian passports to unaccompanied child refugees from Ukraine and letting Russian families adopt them. Filippo Grandi said his agency would try to reunite the families. Giving children in Russia, Ukrainian children, children that come from, I guess, the occupied parts of Ukraine but are Ukrainian, giving them nationality or having them adopted goes against the fundamental principles of uh, child protection in situations of war. A Taliban official says more than 160 people are now known to have died in the bitterly cold weather sweeping Afghanistan. In a video statement, the official from the Disaster Management Ministry said that deaths were caused by floods, fires and leaks from gas appliances, which are used to heat people's homes. The BBC's Catherine Davies reports. This is Afghanistan's coldest winter in a decade, with temperatures as low as minus 33 degrees Celsius. According to the World Health Organization, 17 people died in a single village. Tens of thousands of livestock have perished too. The freezing weather has compounded the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan, where aid agencies have warned that nearly 4 million children are suffering from malnutrition. Relief operations have been hampered by a Taliban edict last month, banning Afghan women from working with aid agencies, a decision the Taliban said would not be reversed. Israeli police say that a 13-year-old Palestinian has carried out a shooting attack outside the old city in Jerusalem in which two people were seriously wounded. The teenage attacker was shot and wounded. It comes the day after Palestinian gunmen killed seven people near a synagogue in East Jerusalem. Dean Elzdun is spokesperson for the Israeli police. From what we understand happened at the scene, it was an ambush terror attack uh, by a 13-year-old terrorist. He waited to ambush civilians that were here in the area. Uh, the ambush took place on five civilians as they were going through their prayers. Uh, we have two civilians in critical condition. It is a father and a son. Uh, at this time, the terrorist himself is in the hospital right now. 
A serving member of the British Army has been charged with a terrorism offence and is appearing in court today in London. The development follows an investigation by the Metropolitan Police's Counter-Terrorism Command. Here's the BBC's Simon Jones. Daniel Abed Khalif, who's 21, faces two charges. He's accused in August 2021 of attempting to elicit information of a kind likely to be useful to a person committing or preparing an act of terrorism. He is also charged with placing an item with the intention of inducing in another person a belief that it was likely to explode or ignite and cause personal injury or damage to property. Severe rain sweeping New Zealand's North Island have prompted more local emergency declarations as flood rescue efforts continue in the city of Auckland. At least three people have died following the torrential downpours. More than a 100 people have been rescued from flooded cars and homes. Ricardo Menendez March, an MP, had to evacuate his home. It goes without saying that we need to have a conversation about how climate change is making these events more frequent and how cities like Auckland are massively underprepared to deal with flooding events, which are going to become more frequent. In tennis, Arena Sabalenka of Belarus has beaten the Wimbledon champion Elena Rybakina of Kazakhstan to win the Australian Open. It's Sabalenka's first Grand Slam title. In a nail-biting match at the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, Sabalenka came back after losing the first set, eventually claiming victory on her fourth championship point in the third set. The final score was 6-4, 3-6, 4-6. And to end the news, the top stories again. Firefighters extinguish a blaze that blazed for most of the day, fueled by electronic parts in Wong Tai Sin. And Financial Secretary Paul Chan signals the government's fiscal policy could be less expansionary this year. The news from RTHK. There's no profit in peace, so we've got to fight some more. And all of us who are in foreign lands don't want to fight no more. And all of us who lost our feet, our hands don't want to fight no more. But there's no profit in peace, boys, we've got to fight some more. Don't wanna fight no more